Welcome to the CLB Forge Podcast, brought to you by CLB North American Mission. This is a show to help equip you and your church for mission, ministry, and multiplying disciples. Welcome in. This past June, the CLB hosted its biennial convention, and during the convention, there were a number of seminars that tied into our podcast focus on mission engagement, ministry leadership, and multiplying disciples. Today, we're excited to share one of those seminars with you. Please remember that the seminars reflect the views and opinions of the individual or the individuals who are speaking. We hope that you enjoy the show. All right, I'll get started here. So my name is Dean Hansen. I've been in business for 36 years, primarily in the food distribution business, but I also import uh, outdoor living items like fire pits, striking tools, roofing materials from India. I've been involved in the Church Lutheran Brethren for 37 years. My home church is Bethesda Lutheran Brethren Church in Eau Claire, where I volunteered in several church ministries. I've also been involved in synodical ministries through LBIM in Africa. I just came back this year from my 12th trip to Chad, where I've been doing microloans and development projects. My favorite project in Africa was starting an orchard partnering with a Chadian from the village of Doe, where Dan and Rachel Venberg ministered, and currently the Narvestons are stationed. This ministry led me to being involved in the synodical side of North American missions. I love my home church, Bethesda. I love our theology. I love our history, and I love the church of the Lutheran Brethren. My journey started back when Pastor Dave Viam couldn't preach. Oh, he was up at the pulpit. But back then, it was a little painful. But then he went to a seminary, and wow, what a transition. I love Dave. He's the one who got my wife and I involved at Bethesda by asking us to be youth group leaders. Dave made a significant impact in our lives and ministry by stating one simple fact when my wife and I felt we were failing as youth ministers. He said, all you need to do is love each other. And that's true now, and it's true even more 37 years later. Mark 12, 30 through 31 is not specifically a marriage verse, but it helps me when I'm feeling like I'm failing in ministry and life, and it's Similar to those wise words Dave gave us many, many years ago, and it just happens to be the two greatest commandments. Love the Lord with all your heart and love your neighbor as yourself. It's that simple. That could be the end of our breakaway session where, you know, we could just work on those two things, right? But I started in youth ministry I moved to college ministry, my favorite ministry at church. We called it the world's most dangerous small church. I worked with Pastor Rich Iverson and then Brad Primnow together in this ministry. As our family increased, we moved to doing parenting classes, 
I was, asked, I was asked to teach Sunday school. I taught one year. They never asked me back. True story. Started a new to church visitors ministry called the Welcome Inn, as in I-N, and participated in our church adopting the Full Bay ministry, or the Full Bay people group. And this is what drew me to being an active in our synodical ministries through LBIM. Being involved with LBIM was a stepping stone for me to be involved in North American missions. And then these two synodical ministries has me back engaged at Bethesda in a new ministry my whole family is doing. And it's stressing the importance of community and breaking bread together. Acts 2.46, they broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts. I learned how important this is in Africa. Community is so important and adds richness to our lives. And breaking bread together is a powerful way to build community and friendships. I have been honored on this journey to have been pastored by and friends with and families like John Weil, Dave Veeam, Rodney Benberg, Rich Iverson, Rick Bridston, Adam Berge, Brandon Pangman, Nick Mundus, who I became friends with in Chad, Troy Tisdale, Dan Benberg, Nathaniel Zabodi, Paul Zabodi, Danny Bronson, Pastor Niso, Pastor Amin, Pastor Maloum from Chad, and my current pastors, Brian Quaid and Kirk Millister. You know, I think I might be the most fortunate person in the Senate. Each of these people have made a difference in my life. They helped me learn and appreciate this gem, which we call the Church of the Lutheran Brethren. What church started 100 years ago with five churches? It now has more people attending churches around the world than in North America. And those churches, of which two of them are 7,000 miles apart, are now sending missionaries to partner with us in Chad. Who can say that? That's the Great Commission. Somewhere between 3 and 10% of the mission work done in the, is, in, is done in the 1040 window. The unreached people groups live in the 1040 window. That's where LBIM does and has always done mission for the last 100 years. We have this gem that is part of the Church of the Lutheran Brethren called LBIM. And I'm so privileged to have traveled with and worked with this amazing group of missionaries. But we have work to do. As many of our church, church communities have no idea of the gem we have in LBIM. They don't know what we do, how we do ministry. They're not engaged and don't support the mission financially. I believe we do missionary work better than most. I wanted to say best, but I'm saving that for a little later. I met an elderly missionary on one of my trips to Chad. He's not part of our mission, but he has been there for many, many years. He was with his granddaughter, and as I introduced myself, his granddaughter said, oh, we just drove by your center, 
and my grandfather told me that he would not be here if it wasn't for your mission, our mission. We were the first to Chad. We laid the groundwork for all the other missions to follow. I love our theology, and I'm going to say it this time, we have the best theology. I'm not a theologian by any means, and I sometimes can't explain it well, but I can hear it, and when it is spoke, I know when it is spoken, and I know when it's not. I had help in this part. I asked a friend of mine, former pastor of ours, we call him our family priest. His name is John Weil. He married my wife and I, our daughter and one of our sons, and baptized all our kids. This is why I think biblical Lutheran theology is so good, especially in contrast to common evangelical thinking. Every biblical Christian knows that we are saved by grace, by the grace of God in Christ. When we trust Jesus as our Savior, he forgives us, makes us children of God, and grants us eternal life. But then the paths of Christian living diverge. For some it looks like this, I have been saved by grace, now I must obey God. His approval of me rises and falls on how well I'm doing. I'm never quite sure what look is on his face. Some days it's a smile, but on others, not so much. Prayers are answered and God's blessings are given to the extent that I am faithful and committed. In contrast, the biblical Lutheran says something like this. I have been saved by God's grace. His love and favor and smile towards me never fades. I am always beautiful in his sight, clothed in the righteousness of Jesus Christ. His kindness and mercy Draw my heart to him. The more I see him, the more his love pours out into my heart, the more I'm able to love and to serve and to care for others out of the overflow of his love and care for me. The other theologies leave a person continually asking, have I done enough for God? The biblical Lutheran continues continuously continuously says, wow, look what Jesus has done for me. The other theologies sees heaven as a pleasant place of no more death, crying, and pain. The biblical Lutheran agrees with that, but knows that all those things are just trimmings. The very best of eternity is being in living community with Jesus Christ forever. Wow, what a rich theology we have, and what a precious gem in our theology. And if we, if we don't think that matters, then what are we doing? Why would we be here? We should pack up and join another synod. We need our seminary to continue to teach our pastors and preach this theology. But we have work to do, because we need our lay leaders and our youth leaders and our elders to understand and speak this gem of a theology as well. I hear the other theology spoke often in our churches and in our Bible studies and our Sunday schools and our bulletins. And I believe if we don't, and I believe that if we don't believe this, 
and we don't keep our core theology and language being taught, then we will not exist in the near future. If this does not matter, if our theology does not set us apart, then again, what are we doing? I think our theology is much more attractive to the younger generation than others, but we continue to use the other language like it doesn't matter. We have something special to offer that other synods and churches do not. My life and our church, Bethesda, I think is much richer because we have been engaged in synodical ministries. I believe your life and church will be much richer as we engage not only, not only in our local church, but in our seminary and our camps and our world mission and in our mission to North America. If our churches don't engage, if you don't engage, how then will we exist? I'm pretty sure I can say this, that the churches that are engaged in synodical ministries are healthier and more, and more vibrant than the ones that are going alone. And some might thrive because they have a dynamic pastor or a youth leader, but when they go, what often happens? I like to use this business example on why we need our people and churches to engage in the Church of Lutheran Brethren as a whole and not just the local church. Remember Chrysler Motors? It thrived under Lee Iacocca. He was a dynamic leader, but when he left, the company fell apart. Never to re regain his prestige or success, it had to be sold. Why? Because it was about him. He did not what we call make disciples that would and could continue this vision of the mission of the company. We need more of our members and churches to take part in this journey and engage with our local and synodical ministries. There is great value to being part of a whole and not just a part of or attending, but actively engaging in local and synodical ministries. From my perspective, many of our church families do not understand our synodical ministries and the importance and blessing they bring both to ourselves and the neighbors and the people around the world. We take this gem we call the Church of Lutheran Brethren and often take it for granted. Some because they refuse to engage and not be on board, but most because they're not communicated in this effectively as a synod and in our churches. And I'm not talking about the pastors here. I'm talking about us. I'm talking about the church. We are the church, and we need to carry the torch. I have a love-hate relationship with our church structure. I love that we don't have a top-down synodical structure, and I love that our churches can act independently, but it comes as a two-edged sword. And many times I feel like our churches work against the Senate, sometimes work against the success of other churches, to not want to participate in working together and to help, our, uh, to, help to make ourselves better as a whole. We have so much talent and good people, it's a shame that we're not utilizing it. Our Senate has to provide value and communicate the good work we are doing as the Church of Lutheran Brethren.
Our churches must proclaim what they are doing, what good work they are doing in their congregations, but also telling the good work our synodical ministries are doing, and they, the church, are a part, a vital part of these ministries. If we don't get our children and grandchildren actively engaging locally and with synodical ministries, how, but more importantly, why will they be around in 20 years? I want to tell you a story about my son and daughter-in-law, Grant and Danny, and how being part of an outreach to another LB Church mission has helped them continue to be active in our church. Rich Iverson was a former pastor at Bethesda, invited our youth group to help with a VBS program in Barnesville, where he was then a pastor. They had this wonderful week. It was a mission project for our youth group, ministering with another LB church, helping one of our sister churches. Grant also traveled with me to Africa to see the water well and community we donated to. He saw our world mission at work. They went off to college, lived in Colorado, came back to Eau Claire, and are attending Bethesda, not just as an attender, but actively ministering with others. He and his wife started a ministry called Pathfinders, which is a ministry for adult special needs. It's a thriving ministry at Bethesda. New people are attending Bethesda because of this outreach. Grant and Danny are active in what's called the next gen. We need a next generation, don't we? I believe their ministry in both Pathfinders and Next Gen and attending Bethesda partially exists because they were not involved with just our local church. But these kids in our youth group were involved with outreach to our greater church ministries. They saw and engaged in this gem that we have in the Church of the Lutheran Brethren. And they want to be a part of that. By the way, with so much need for outreach, within the church of the Lutheran Brethren churches. Why are we sending our kids to other mission organizations within the United States? How will that help the future of our churches? And while I'm on the subject, why are we sending our kids off to overseas mission trips or cultural, cross-cultural trips that are not our own, who preach a different theology and speak a different language? when we have the best right here in LBIM. So what does a businessman have to do with the business of the church? As a businessman, we use the term leverage a lot. What I just spoke about, my journey, as well as my son and daughter-in-law, is leverage. If we send our kids to another LB church, we are leveraging our people to help another church, to help another one of our churches grow. And you know what? It helps those kids too who are serving and understanding that they are part of something bigger than their own church. I want to encourage you businessmen and others here who have um, been given much to use your funds to help the Church of Lutheran Brethren both locally as well as within our Senate and to leverage those funds so that others can serve and give, not out of duty, but out of the overflow of his love and care for them. Let me give you some examples of what I've been doing to leverage my funds. In my local church, Bethesda, we have this incredible group 
who wanted to make their own VBS program. Based on our mission, and not purchase a VBS program that was based on a mission in Peru. By the way, the Church of Lutheran Brethren has no mission in Peru. Each year our church purchased the VBS program and we had to change the language of the VBS program because, like I said earlier, we have a different language, a different theology. So I funded this VBS program. Our hope is that the other churches use it so that our children come to love and understand this gem we call LBIM. Thankfully, now we have the forge to start leveraging all this talent within the Church of the Lutheran Brethren. If you don't know what the forge is, it's an online platform started by the North American Missions to do just, the, to do just this, help leverage the talent that we have in the CLB for the good of all the churches in North America. Bethesda hopes to develop seven more VBS programs over the coming years, which happens to be how many years our kids attend VBS before they move on to other church programs. So we can reuse this over and over again without duplication. This year's program will be about our mission history. They have also talked about doing one in Japan and China and Taiwan as well as one about our mission in the big cities of North America, as well as our small farm communities. All directing our young to see the part they play in our local church, as well as understand our mission in the world. We need to teach, we need to teach our kids our language, our theology. Have them learn our history not only in VBS, but also in Sunday school material. I'm hoping there's someone here tonight or today who would like to start and fund a Church of Lutheran Brethren Sunday school program that is based on Church of Lutheran theology and our language and our history and our world mission. And if there are no people in your own church that you can help fund to develop this material, all you have to do is ask our North American mission because there's an abundance of people across the Church of Lutheran Brethren who could help and build these programs. They just need some funding. How do we want your church, how do you want your church to be a part of helping my church's children? learn our theology, our language, and history. Bethesda needs you. We need each other. How and why would our children and grandchildren even want to be a part of the Church of Lutheran Brethren if they think that we're exactly the same as all the other churches? Are we not special? Do we not have something more to offer? I think we do have more to offer. If they don't understand the richness of our theology and language and our history and mission, what will motivate them to be a part of the Church of Lutheran Brethren? Some of the other ways I've leveraged my funds is to help the Synod communicate to our churches and members about North American missions, LBIM, and our seminary. I've paid for two displays that have gone out to our churches. I've used funds to send flyers out to churches for Giving Hearts Day to raise funds for the seminary. 
I paid for the last filming of the Glimpse Project that was sent to our churches to better understand the mission in Africa. These are all ways I have tried to leverage myself as well as my funds. There are many ways we can serve and give locally and to the Synod. Let's be creative. Let's leverage our churches. Let's leverage our adults. Let's leverage our kids and our funds. I believe we have to, and I believe it's worth it. So we have this amazing theology, and we have an amazing history, and we're doing amazing work around the world and here at home. And it's because we have a bunch of independent churches working alone? No. It's because we have a Senate that this is possible. This good work does not happen with individual churches working alone. Can anyone give me an example of an independent church in the United States that sent missionaries out to four unreached people groups, two of which are 7,000 miles apart, which I said before, made disciples, formed four other churches that are now independent and grew to 10 times more original church and is now sending missionaries out to partner with us and do it all over again. This is exactly the Great Commission, and the Church of Lutheran Brethren is amazing. And it's because of our North American churches, our camps, and our seminary, and LBIM, working together, proclaiming the gospel, and making disciples. Can you imagine if we utilized all the talent among all the churches and leverage it all for our communities we live in and support each other's churches, built VBS programs, Sunday school programs, and taught our theology and history and mission to our children? It's mind-blowing to me what God could do through us. I want to close with this. I want my children and my grandchildren to know this, and I want your kids and grandchildren to know this. I want your neighbors and my neighbors to know this, and I want our world to know this. That they have been saved by grace, by God's grace. His love and favor and smile toward them never fails. That they are always beautiful in his sight, clothed in the righteousness of Jesus Christ. His kindness and mercy draw their heart to him. The more they see him, the more his love pours out into their heart. And the more they are able to love and serve and care for others out of the overflow of his love and care for them. Let's work together on this. Okay. That's the end. And I appreciate you coming. This has been an episode of the CLB Forge podcast brought to you by CLB North American Mission. Thanks for listening. 
We welcome your questions and comments. Email us at podcast at clbforge.org.